Coming up next, I'm going to share 10 practical steps to developing a servant leader's mindset. Welcome to the Servant Leader's Mindset Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Lena Holmes. I'm an executive leadership coach, organizational growth consultant, and minister of the gospel. The Servant Leader's Mindset Podcast is designed to discuss critical skills and competencies for effective leadership. The show also includes informational talks and compelling interviews with leadership experts from various backgrounds. So without further ado, let's start the show in progress. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. As you know, this podcast focuses on how individuals can become more effective leaders by developing a servant leader's mentality. Well, today, I'm going to briefly discuss this topic and give you 10 useful steps on how you can begin your journey to becoming a better leader in your home, your job, and other spheres of influence. As I have mentioned on other episodes, the concept of servant leadership was first introduced through the seminal work of Robert Greenleaf. Since Greenleaf's introduction of the concept back in the late 1970s, there's been a plethora of scholarship on the topic and even more discussions about what this model of leadership looks like in practice. As I have mentioned in many other episodes, servant leadership is more than just a theory of leadership. There are concrete characteristics that can be measured and practiced in an individual's personal and professional life. First, let's review what servant leadership is. Servant leadership has everything to do with a person's motivation for wanting to lead. The servant leader's primary motivation is to serve his or hers constituents, and the motivation to lead is actually an outgrowth of wanting to serve. Most importantly, this leadership model focuses on putting the needs and aspirations of the followers above and beyond the personal goals of the leader. The needs and aspirations of the followers are not necessarily mutually exclusive, meaning the leader also benefits throughout the exchange and the servant leader becomes what can be described as the first among equals. In an organizational context, the power gap between manager and employee is very narrow, and work becomes more of a collaborative or democratic venture instead of hierarchical. When the emphasis is on hierarchy, power gaps are wide and the style of leadership becomes more autocratic, even in organizations where they describe themselves as being collaborative or democratic. Leadership scholar Lawrence Spears has done some exceptional work 
on Greenleaf's model. It suggests that there are 10 major characteristics that distinguish the servant leader from perhaps other models of leadership. These 10 characteristics are as follows. Listening, which means the leader emphasizes the importance of communication and seeks to identify the will of the people. Number two, empathy, understanding others and accepting how and who they are. Number three, healing. This is the servant leader's ability to help followers to become whole. Number four, self-awareness. This leadership ability is the ability, obviously, to be self-aware, but also, while being self-aware, also being in tune with the feelings of the followers. Persuasion. This refers to the servant leader's ability to persuade constituents to take a specific course of action as opposed to another. The leader uses persuasive arguments and not their positional power in order to persuade. Or they don't say something like, we're going to do it this way because I'm the boss and you're not. So number six, conceptualization. This characteristic of the servant leader is the ability of the leader to think beyond the present day needs and being able to see how today's decisions will impact the immediate future. Number seven, foresight. Beyond conceptualization, servant leadership foresees outcomes, situations, and engages the his or her intuition. Number eight, stewardship. Stewardship suggests that the servant leader perceives leadership as holding something in trust and serving the needs of others. Commitment. Commitment is that characteristic that the servant leader has a firm dedication to the growth of people by nurturing their personal, professional, and spiritual growth. Number 10. Community building. Building community is the characteristic that the leader emphasizes the fact that local communities are essential in a person's life. Servant leadership is a powerful way to lead and inspire trust, loyalty, and engagement among teams. Those of you who are hearing this podcast for the first time, I would like to note that I have always argued that everyone is a leader and we all lead in different, on different levels. Some have multiple leadership roles, such as leading a household, a team at work, volunteers at a church, or another nonprofit. Some lead in business or in government environments. The most significant component of leadership is to first master the art of leading yourself. The steps I'm going to share with you today are small actions or steps which you can apply in your personal and professional life to strengthen 
your leadership skills. Step number one, cultivate a service mindset. To be an effective servant leader, you need to start by cultivating a service mindset. This means making service to others or stakeholders a priority and consistently looking for ways to help and support them. Here are some practical tips for cultivating a service mindset. A. Volunteer for causes you believe in. B. Don't be judgmental and help others who do not share your background or your values. For example, many in the healthcare field take an oath to do no harm to their patients before they officially enter the field. This oath also means to treat every patient or every person with dignity and respect. You do not need to share another person's values or worldview to treat them well. C. Offer to help others with their tasks. Step number two. Build relationships based on trust and respect. Trust and respect are fundamental to servant leadership. Without them, you will not be able to build a strong, cohesive team. To build trust and respect with your team members, try these actionable steps. A. Be transparent and honest in your communications. Often leaders try to reframe or present bad news with a positive spin. This is especially true if they will be held accountable for something that went wrong on their team. B, acknowledge your mistakes and take responsibility for them. Don't get defensive or blame shift. Create an environment where mistakes are seen as part of the learning process. C, give credit to others when they do something well. And finally, D, encourage open and honest feedback. Step. Number three, practice active listening. Active listening is an essential skill for servant leaders. It involves fully concentrating on what the other person is saying and understanding their message and responding thoughtfully. Here are some tips for practicing active listening. A, maintain eye contact with the speaker. B, Avoid interrupting or finishing the speaker's sentences. C. Ask clarifying questions to ensure you understand what the speaker is saying. D. Mirror back to them what they are saying to provide even more clarity. And then E. Summarize the speaker, what the speaker said to demonstrate that you heard what they said, all of what they said. Step number four. Communicate effectively. Effective communication is critical to servant leadership. I talk about communication a lot on this podcast because it helps to build strong relationships with your team members. Here are some tips for improving your communication skills. A. Use clear and concise language to convey your message. B. Be respectful and avoid using aggressive language. Avoid what some would call verbal food fights in conversations. In other words, don't talk at people, talk to people. C, 
Do not step on the other person who is talking by over-talking them. Be thoughtful about who you, what, how you are communicating and don't be ready to defend. D, watch for emotionally triggered responses. Be willing to modulate the language in your conversation when you see that someone else is being emotionally triggered by what you're saying. E, practice your communication skills with family and friends by having successful high-stakes conversations. Step five, empower others to reach their full potential. Empowering others is a key component of servant leadership. It involves giving your team members the tools and the resources they need to succeed. Here are some tips for empowering your team members. A, delegate tasks and responsibility to team members. B, provide feedback and guidance when needed. C, very important, avoid micromanaging, please. D, Consistently offer opportunities for professional growth and development. And E, encourage team members to take on new challenges and responsibilities. Right now, we're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned for the remaining steps to developing a servant leader's mindset. Are you enjoying this episode? Are you seeking to become a more effective and confident leader on the job, at home, or in business? Then we encourage you to invest in yourself by taking advantage of insights plus consulting coaching packages. IBC's coaching programs help you to apply proven leadership strategies within your individual context. Personal experience and the experience of countless others have proven beyond a reasonable doubt that these strategies work. In this time of changing work culture and family life, having the leadership skills to navigate change can make the difference between failure and success. Coaching packages are affordable and flexible. To learn more, visit our website at www.insightsplus.com consulting and schedule a free no pressure consultation. We're back with step six of 10 steps to developing a servant leader's mindset. Step six is leading by example. Leading by example is crucial to servant leadership. It involves setting the tone for the team and modeling the behavior you want to see from others. Here are some practical steps you can take to lead by example. A, demonstrate accountability for your actions and decisions. B, set high standards for yourself and your team. C, show respect and empathy towards others. D, consistently communicate ethical and professional standards. Step seven, foster collaboration. Collaboration and teamwork are essential to servant leadership. They help you build a cohesive team that works together to achieve common goals. Here are some tips for fostering collaboration and teamwork. A, 
set common goals for the team. B. Encourage open and honest communication about goals. For example, discuss team goals and determine if they are realistic or achievable. C. Recognize and value contributions from all team members. This is especially important in family groups. D. Provide more opportunities for team members to work together on projects. Step number eight, practice, practice, practice. Empathy. Empathy is a critical skill for every servant leader. It involves engaging your imagination and having the ability to gauge how would you feel if you were confronted with a similar or same situation. Listen to the Servant Leaders podcast on the episode that discusses leadership and empathy to take a deeper dive on this topic. Scientist Simon Baron Cohen defines empathy as our ability to identify what someone else is thinking or feeling and to respond to their thoughts and feelings with the appropriate emotion. This definition suggests that there are two phases of empathy, the first being recognition and then the subsequent response with the appropriate emotion. Baron Cohen also contends that empathy occurs when we suspend our single-minded focus of attention and instead adopt a double-minded focus of attention. It then follows that when a person is single-minded or self-focused, individuals have essentially switched off or dimmed the empathy circuits in their brains. His definition of empathy suggests that empathy is neither is either actually present in a situation or not. Step number nine, evaluate personal motives in decision-making. In other words, when confronted with how you should respond to a situation as a leader, evaluate your options and then ask yourself, how do these things benefit you and how do they benefit the follower or the common good? If they are in conflict, you must choose what is best for the follower and the common good. Step number 10. Develop a moral awareness. Servant leaders who have developed ethical values for their personal life will naturally gravitate toward them in work situations. They are also guided by those values in their decision-making. Servant leaders communicate and establish clear ethical values with followers and reinforce them by celebrating those who demonstrate their effectiveness in the workplace. Some organizations, after establishing core values, actually reward employees when they successfully apply them in a work situation. For example, one organization that I worked for had a monthly gathering where employees were recognized and rewarded for demonstrating a particular core value in the workplace. Most importantly, the motivation to serve must be driven by an acute awareness of ethical values Otherwise, the management of employees becomes opportunistic and self-serving. 
Ethical grounding is at the core of authentic servant leadership. We hope you enjoyed the show today. The Servant Leaders Mindset Podcast is sponsored by Insights Plus Consulting. At IPC, we grow organizations through servant leadership. To learn more about me and IPC services, please visit our website by clicking on the link in the show description or at www.insightsplus.consulting.